Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Extra issue, MCU Phase 4. I'm Kaylin. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm, I'm Brent Wingate. <laughs> Sorry, my teeth hurt. <laughs> I still have Invisalign. My teeth are hurting. That's he's not going regular, away for quite some time. He's a regular Sue Storm, yes. right? I thought it was because you were diving into these MCU Phase 4 movies. So got, hardcore. Face yeah. first? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what an extra issue is. An extra issue is we go more in-depth on the topics we typically discuss on our regular episodes. Specifically the X-Men, or uh, in this case, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And today we're going to be doing a retrospective on MCU Phase 4. Great, we're covering. Things. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I like, really... it felt like you lectured me. Just uh, yeah, no, I'll bit. take, I'll take it from here. Don't oh, you yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Adam. Yeah, not a big deal. We're covering Phase Four as a whole, including its big wins and post-end game challenges. If you're looking for specific deep dives, take a look at all of our extra issues, breaking down each of these in their individual entirety. What is Phase 4? In case you were just unblipped in real life, Phase 4 was the next sequence of MCU content following Avengers Endgame and was the premiere of MCU TV shows, animated series, and special presentations. It started in January 2021 with WandaVision and ended with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special just this past year in November 2022. It was also marked by an explosion of diverse talent taking leadership both in front of and behind the scenes, including the first Asian leads with Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel, the LaCroix of queer representation with Loki and Love and Thunder, multiple women-led features that dealt with misogyny, and werewolves. The Avengers defeated Thanos, undid the snap, and brought back virtually everyone that Mad Titan killed. What happened next? New threats emerged, diverse heroes stepped up, and new corners of the multiverse of Marvel, yes, the multiverse, are discovered. Our protagonists deal with the trauma of losing the past five years, and in some cases, pass the torch to the next generation. That is your overview. Let's get into discussion. <laughs> so formal. Okay, so we... we, we the discussion will begin foremost, now. We're sorry for attacking you with these last <laughs> couple of bits we just Regimented did. segments. <laughs> All right, let's, it's going to get real loose now. Let's talk about the expansion of the MCU. It grew significantly in four main areas. Um, thematically, not thematically, but uh, what do we call it? Uh, genre? In the genres. The genre is a good way of yeah, saying it. Yeah. The genres, we got more specific my mystical and supernatural, uh, cosmic, real politic, and espionage, and street level superheroes. Mm -hmm. So for the mystical and supernatural, we had WandaVision, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, Shang-Chi. Wolf Knight and sorry, <laughs> Wolf, Wolf. That was my favorite one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Wolf Knight and Were Moon by Night. <laughs> um, Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night. For yeah. the cosmic, it's Thor: Love and Thunder, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, Miss Marvel, kind of, sort of. Sure. Yeah, bit. I think it straddled the two with mystical. And then we also had What If, mm -hmm. uh, Loki, and Eternals. Uh, for the real politic and espionage. We got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Fatwas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Black Widow, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And then for our street level superheroes, Spider Man No Way Home, Hawkeye, and She Hulk. Mm -hmm. All right. So, as far as these different genres. It's a genre lot of content. It's a lot. It, we mm -hmm. had a lot of content. As far as each of these different genre types goes, which ones do you think really shined as a whole? Do you think any of them reflected the the Marvel Universe better as an adaptation from the comics? I would say of the four, and I think there's quality in all four and maybe some stuff I didn't love in all four, but I'd say the street-level superhero stuff worked the best because now the MCU has existed for 14 years, now going on 15 years. 
Uh, it's feeling like a lived-in universe. It's feeling like more like the comics. And so you can do stuff uh, like Hawkeye and She-Hulk, which is kind of playing on stuff that's existed previously in the MCU, like with Hawkeye Ed Rogers, the musical, as an early example of that, but then also bringing in Kingpin uh, and stuff from like Daredevil uh, in um, in the Netflix shows. Uh, you had She-Hulk, which was you know somewhat episodic, you know by week uh, of of uh, what a superhero lawyer would do in a universe like uh, the MCU. And then with Spider-Man: No Way Home, I mean, it, like it it's street level, but it's also kind of cosmic because it broke the multiverse or it br- brought in the multiverse with um, Spider-Man from previous uh, uh, sort of uh, movies and and franchises. Blue Toby McGuire and Andy Gar- uh, Andrew Garfield, excuse me. So I think this made it feel most like a comic book universe, and that's what I like the most about it. I would agree. That was my favorite, and I think they realized in this phase, people want a little bit more down to earth. Uh, Spider Man is arguably the most popular character. Um, people are craving this fucking Daredevil, like no, mm-hmm. this fucking new series, like nobody's business. Yeah, to, they're bringing in Echo. They're bringing like She Hulk, even <laughs> controversial as it is. I think it still was a hit with people. I think this is the path they're going to go down. They want more Earth-centered sort of stories. They went pretty cosmic this year, and they went pretty supernatural this year, and I think it took some people out of it. So um, I think there's good elements to it. One thing is I would like to just maybe separate mystical and supernatural and and like maybe magic and supernatural in a way because I think the supernatural stuff is going to take off on its own sort of path. Because so like are you saying supernatural is more like the horror stuff? More the horror, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That's phrasing on my part, and I apologize. No, no, no. okay, uh, sure. But yeah, so I think they went too cosmic, and I think people felt left out. Uh, The Eternals could have gone either way and felt more human on a level, and I think that's a lot of the criticism. So like, I think going too cosmic is not going to be in there. Well, I think this. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the stakes get lost in a sense where, you know, you've the street level stuff really pops because you're, you know, dealing with grounded, some mostly grounded connections, characters. You're not talking about end of the world stakes. You're not talking about even within the geopolitics. Sometimes it's like mm, this, these shows are not smart enough to be handling some of these topics or like yeah. it's a it's a more like teenage or childhood view of how some of these concepts work and that's gonna happen right it is obviously more of a like 18 to 34 year old even younger than that property overall but like i think bringing it the supernatural pops as well because everyone just likes horror and horror you can play more and more with stuff but i i think i overall enjoyed when i look at uh, kind of how we listed these out i do enjoy the street level a lot because it does feel more grounded to the character story rather than the high stakes of what might happen to the world the universe, the multiverse. And it's like, at some point you're just, it's kind of what we talk about when we review the comics. We were just like every fucking week can't be the next cataclysmic apocalypse yeah. event because then none right. of them really matter anymore. I'm surprised that the real politic espionage wasn't my favorite. Cause I love the genre of espionage and I love, you know, the real politics of, of like uh, fictional universes a lot, but I felt, um, that they got a lot of stuff just they like pulled their punches i think a big part of it was like fatwas (laughs) falcon the winter soldier which you know revisiting it was like oh it was great the first time the second time around i saw all the seams i saw the flaws of them trying to make a point of you know uh the flag smashers who are you know villains with a point of view uh Mm, ostensibly uh but 
the resolution was so ham-fisted and it just it, it didn't feel true to life. It's like you're you're kind of getting there and then you're like kind of just, you know, turning it back a little bit and it's taking away any kind of real world impact it could have. Yeah, looking at the collection of these different groups, the one thing that I think is interesting for me is how many start out with an interesting premise and that then lose some touch along the way. That yeah. WandaVision is a fun idea. What if Wanda is just creating all these universes in her head and or uh, enforcing all these people around her to obey them? Uh, you know, Loki stuff is great. What if it's all about? What if we just roll the dice and come up with these crazy stories? I think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're starting from the position of the blip has just happened. Mm-hmm. What is that? Effect? How does that affect the world? Uh, vibranium is a known source of power. How does Wakanda yeah. actually interact with people? All those are great, but you know, when you don't, when you're unwilling to push too far into what your universe could be, correct, you end up in a kind of holding pattern where it doesn't feel like this universe has, has this phase has made a lot of progress in any particular direction. Mm-hmm. I think with uh, yeah, I thought I think Wakanda Forever really saved. <laughs> sort of any sort of political and sort of a earth level based thing that wasn't street level sort of like fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I don't, I don't remember if you guys remember, but like uh, this was supposed to be the first thing that came out and then WandaVision got pushed in oh, front yeah, of you're right. You're right. So yeah. I Black think Widow was actually supposed to be the very first thing. M- Mrs. Covadina of it all. Like she, <laughs> she, she really did her coffee to the stage. Yeah. Yeah. She she hurt all of that. So yeah. I think there's a, a big piece of that going on, especially with these early things. Like they didn't quite know what a TV show in the Marvel Universe was going to be yet. So I think if this was done now, it would be done better. That's hopefully. I hope so. Fingers crossed, yeah, obviously. I certainly and hope so. I think they're taking the critiques now. Um, well, and, but yeah. and then technically, I mean, the show came out at a time which was obviously in real life very thoughtful sensitive and like full of discussions related to some of the issues that show up and i think to that point like they were reshooting or redoing certain things like i think to your point if they were making it two years nowadays they'd have to be a lot more intelligent about how they do it there's like bits and pieces of uh, rewatching it like i loved about falcon one show many character journeys and things like that but it does it does Tracks, crumble under its own man. weight sometime and then what's funny is I was looking through the list. I'm like, well, Shang-Chi starts as a street level type thing and then really falls off a cliff on its act three. I would say because, it gets pretty magical at the Because end. Yeah. it becomes yeah. very mystical. And I think it's that same thing where it's like the reason why Shang-Chi worked overall as a movie is because of all of the character development and connections and just really fun live action kind of martial arts that they were able to do. And then the end, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Well, so Shang-Chi was the first movie with an Asian American lead Mm -hmm. and being Asian American myself, I was very excited going back. Who that boy that movie does not hold up. But at who all. does that boy look fine? Who <laughs> and the boy is mine. But that bus looks amazing. Man, the bus scene bus is still so good. The bus scene is very good, but the movie goes downhill from yeah. there very very quickly. Like even the humor like didn't land for me this time with like Aquafina mm. and with Simi Liu, uh, who is she a very was trying her best. Uh, mm, How about Trevor Slattery? Was he still hilarious in your <laughs> mind? 
Shut up, Brett. No, fuck you. <laughs> I still stand by this. Trevor Slattery wasn't funny, uh, and now there was a stupid fucking animal. Uh, he was funny for a little bit, and then they took, they just, they ran with it for too long. And so I got bored rewatching it. They, they, they completely underutilized uh, Michelle Yao, who is such a phenomenal actor yeah. and was such a presence, and she's like barely in this movie. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. like how do you, how do you get Michelle Yao and not use her it's properly? True. Uh, so anyways yeah, yeah what are they all of Hollywood forever nah. yeah for <laughs> I am gonna give a pro to Eternals though because that to me stands out like having seen it twice in the theaters and like it de- why do people hate it so much I think it to your point it's just too devoid of the Marvel studio yeah. style so Act like one problem yeah right it's it's just a well don't introduce the Squadron Supreme because people are gonna get pissed about that though it, too i yeah. do the reason why and again like you it's almost i don't think i would imagine most people have not rewatched it and i think it really needs the rewatch because once you go through the entire process and kind of connect with the characters more and that's again that's the movie's fault it's not you don't have to demand people to watch it twice but i do think in rewatch i was like oh so many more of these scenes on the front end make sense and i'm connected to whereas like when it first started i remember when we watched it i was maybe been high to my mind but i was like oh what the fuck is happening i think that when you look at any of these movies they've got they've got two problems one is they've either got to be fulfilling some larger narrative that you're cr- you're creating you're craving yeah. mm-hmm. as a viewer that it fits into some universe yeah. yeah the other is that i if if i if that doesn't exist then i need to have some fun character that I can identify with and really enjoy and appreciate. And I think that people took for granted maybe a little bit how much they needed Captain America or Iron Man or something like that. And Good that point. Eternals had an uphill battle mm-hmm. that yeah. you didn't know any of these fucking characters for real. And so having to introduce a dozen, eight million people yeah. and then have to, you know, explain their interactions and make it sell really well and be unique and creative is is very challenging it's tough yeah it is um i want to build on something that you said brent about how these movies i feel like phases one through three train the audience that like they're all building towards something Mm -hmm. they're all part of a mosaic that you can see very easily you know phase one it's all about the gathering of the heroes ultimately going to avengers they lay the groundwork in the first for iron man Phase two is the, while the heroes are gathered, there's a splinter, uh, which culminates in civil war. Phase three is oh, the threat of Thanos finally comes to Earth. Um, he's there. The heroes have to deal with it. And all the movies, they all kind of dealt with that. Phase four, we're going to get into themes in a second. But my God, from a plot perspective, what's the through line? Mm-hmm. Is it setting up Kang? Kind of? Not really. Uh, while Loki certainly sets it up. And we're going to get that in phase the beginning of phase five. Um, there isn't that, you know, it's more about like what, what happens next, which is something really interesting, but audience members were like, who are waiting for like, Oh, I want to see how this all fits. And it didn't quite get there. And I think that's one of the reasons why there was a lot of criticism of phase four. Yes. A thousand percent. That's exactly it. People want the next big thing and And they want it to fit. Yeah. And also something that we can get into themes is, let's get let's get into themes now. I want to get into themes right now. Thank you. Yeah, you got um, some theme music for me. It these movies <laughs> didn't have a fucking happy ending most of the time, and I think people. My mom once said to me, <laughs> "I just want my happy ending with these movies." Yeah. And I'm but not she was at the massage parlor though, right? When she said that, Jesus Christ, oh my that's God, his that's mother. My mother. Of course, she was working. Yes, there. and I, 
Yeah. <laughs> she works there and she's made a great living for many years. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, go head down to Florida, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I think people were not okay with yeah some of their favorites going in a dark direction. We just had heroes before. We only had heroes. We always had happy endings. At the end of just about every single one, except Infinity War, we had a fucking happy ending in some sort of way. Yeah. And we didn't have that with a lot of these. We either didn't. Either a TV series or a movie. And I don't think people dealt with it well. You guys well, are traumatic. You <laughs> need to fucking get over your stuff. Well, thank you for that perfect segue, <laughs> dealing with trauma. So the first major theme, um, and it made sense because this phase comes on the heels of the blip being reversed it's so people have lost five years half the universe half the multiverse whatever has lost five years of their life they've come back to a world that looks very different and they have to reintegrate that what worked really well ironically is phase four really began in our covid world where we were kind of shut out, at least for in the year 2020, for the most part, we were, you know, stayed at home, we only saw a few people, uh, the world shut down. And so uh, our this major fictional universe had uh, something, you know, where we had to like deal with the grief and trauma of losing, uh, they had to deal with the grief and trauma of losing five years. But there's also uh, on a sub level, there's other like sort of like elements of this theme. So one, of course, Wanda losing vision and then her kids. Can, I, can like, I pause you for a second? Yeah. Because I want the audience member to be keyed in to where we are in this com conversation about trauma, which is that Kaylin has been talking about the concept of trauma. <laughs> when we've been planning this, he mentions trauma every time. And, <laughs> and we're trauma. Is this your trauma? Kaylin, and honestly, we're traumatized. Kaylin from it. Yeah. is to the discussion of trauma. What Jamie Lee Curtis is to the discussion of trauma <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to I thought you meant yogurt. <laughs> yeah. yogurt. No, you okay. pronounce it wrong. You say trauma. Trauma. Yeah. trauma. Oh, like the movies. Uh, so the examples... <laughs> fuck you, Brent. Uh, the examples <laughs> of... It's good, uh, it's good context to know your trauma. Yeah. Trauma. My, tra my trauma. Yeah. Uh, so WandaVision, was, as we said, is the first foray into Phase 4. Yep. Um, first thing is she creates this fictional society that like kind of reflects the sitcom she grew up with uh where it's because she's lost vision she creates these children and ultimately loses them at the end of of the season and like puts these very innocent people through little literal hell um the last uh one the second to last foray into the phase four wakanda forever we actually deal with the real life loss of chadwick boseman that's something that we dealt with as audience members and fans of this you know, and it's reflected in the movie uh, that Ryan Coogler made, like where the movie begins with this very heartfelt, very uh, tear-inducing, you know, funeral scene of uh, of for for T'Challa. You know, Thor losing Jane, uh, Peter Parker losing Aunt May, the Eternals losing their identity and mission, uh, Doctor Strange losing Christine. Is he happy? I don't fucking know, but I'm tired of that question. <laughs> uh, and you know, Sam and Bucky dealing with their with, with losing Steve, their their friend, their mentor, you know, their rock. Uh, so there's a lot of that in this. And to to Ryan's point, it's like you're dealing with a lot of heavy shit. Uh, and some of it's dealt really well. Some of it, like they they get there and then like they pull their punches, unfortunately. Yeah. And so you're dealt with this like very unhappy medium of you know what's ostensibly popcorn entertainment 
that is trying to deal with some heady stuff but doesn't always quite go there well because the comics do that's like the hard part the original content the original medium like does have sad endings does Mm -hmm. have really momentous like transformative experiences even as it relates to race or lgbtq issues women's rights like so to your point like that's the part that's frustrating is like you see them sort of the disney greer's grinding of trying to be a more thoughtful yeah i don't know delivery vehicle of a variety of different things and really broaden its audience while the network exec or the film exec is still like yeah yeah, yeah but how will this play how, to, how will how play in peoria how are you how are you gonna bring levity at some point to this yeah waka waka, and also, waka. yeah to your point like during COVID times like if you bring this shit up while people are already depressed and they lost not five years of their lives, but like two years of their lives. Yeah. It's not going to go over well, but there is something really interesting about it. It's, I think it's a not quite successful, not quite failure somewhere in between experiment Mm -hmm. of like what happens after like a war is over. Like there are stories that are really interesting. The war is over. Yeah. What comes next, you know, and then like the multi, not multiverse, but like the war with Thanos, the infinity stone saga, you know, that's over, and then, like, this is the aftermath. And well, aftermaths take a little bit, are messier. The part that makes me laugh is that people bitch and moan about Phase 4, and so much so that they rehired Kevin Feige and fired that asshole. <laughs> and, and they were like, we're going to reduce quality, and, you know, reduce quantity. I just they fire, wait, they, fire, they rehired Kevin Feige? He was always there. No, sorry, not Bob, Kevin Feige. Bob, Bob Iger, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, Bob Chapek. Yeah, so, I just, like, it's... What's funny to me, though, is, like, compare this to fucking what now at this point like 12 15 years ago to phase one like phase one sucks in comparison to the stuff that was coming out of sure. phase like so to Iron sit Man around has a stripper pole in his plane <laughs> y'all remember like come on i'm trying to forget like to there was gary shandling oh my god that's right oh, Wait, that that bill maher shows up he in the too. mcu uh, live with that uh no in that's fa- true in iron man 2 fucking elon musk <laughs> oh is in god. it exactly thank you but yeah. you know like yeah it wasn't i mean everybody nostalgically remembers the days Whiplash of the avengers it. movie like that was really what kickstarted yeah no no that's when you yeah, realize so, yeah. like why it's so good but i, I, I think there's some fun interesting ways that the movies try and, and shows try to focus on genuine reflection about what it means for you to experience death or for yourself or for other people. Like I thought the best part, some of the best parts of this have been like Loki seeing his whole life before him mm-hmm. and yeah. seeing alternate versions of himself and what his ambition costs. Um, Loki is a very strong rewatch. Spider-Man. It is seeing all the different ways that he, uh, learns to get back up and to fight even after he's lost someone so important to him um, and where to actually draw the line to protect people going forward because you can't make a stupid decision like not call the college and see if you can resubmit your application. Yeah. Uh, instead, you have to go to the most I've powerful wizard it. in the world <laughs> to make everyone forget. Stephen Strange um, is an idiot and a dick in this universe by the way he is not Awful. the next iron man like i you know it's he like everyone is the next iron man which is they rely on him so much yeah but it's like he's somehow so much he's like more narcissistic and more no, stupid. no 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 iron man was a bad person y'all yeah, guys let's around. not i mean he made arms yeah iron arm man yeah yeah arm and hammer i think also even though it was very brief the interaction between vision and and uh white vision I thought mm. was a very interesting like, oh, there could be a lot the more ship of that this deals with with that particular character's identity tied to Wanda and the Mind Stone. 
Well, like I do think WandaVision probably comes away, we'll have superlatives later, but comes away as like one of the best properties of the Phase 4 series. And the only thing that made it worse was like the loss of an episode and the heavy hands to basically say, because it was still when they were making the TV shows that every fucking TV show still had to have these cataclysmic last episode endings where half the show was built up around literally just conversation and interesting things happening, not action. So I think the other area of trauma that was really well pushed was... Oh, you want to talk about trauma? Okay. Social trauma. Um, You know, in light of all of the Black Lives Matter protests, um, the kind of attempt to make ourselves more aware of our past and our present, things like having Isaiah Bradley in Mm -hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was excellent. Yeah. Um, I... Did not think that there would be a Marvel show that would include the partition as being one of the that, major structural thousand fucking percent parts of what what a character actually experiences within the which show, is generational what, trauma for South Asian billions of South Asian people. I think that those if they can find ways to lean into that stuff more, they'll do a lot better for themselves. Even though those properties probably were not the most favorite parts. Well, of so do you think that's yeah, good? It's a good yeah, question. So, like, right? Do they are you with Phase Five and where we're at kind of like more of the ether what's you're hearing and seeing like do you think disney will double down to keep growing and maturing this type of conversation or do you think they'll reflex away from it because i, I agree with you that i'm like these are for the amount of baby steps they took within phase four like they did make pretty seismic splashes um i don't think they're gonna shy away honestly which i kind of on some level i'm not i'm not gonna give kudos to this nazi organization but like it's disney yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it's, but i don't i don't think they're shying away i think they have a game plan and they're gonna keep to it which mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not mad about honestly i i think they might water down certain things when it doesn't it test well or whatever but i think they still have their characters that they want to work with and they're going to try to make them at least give some representation I, I think they're gonna water it down. Um, I, I just said that. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm, well, I'm agreeing with you. Then. Well, I disagree with both of you. I'm pretty sure they're gonna water it down. Yeah. I yeah. just want to be. They're no, no, gonna no, 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 no. But they're really gonna they're water. They're gonna water this down. They're gonna water it down. But like, it's it's still a good thing. It's but still, it's good that we're gonna get some sort of mainstream characters having something. It's just last minute movie shit that happens, honestly. But they are trying to elevate some of these characters that would never get any time there i think the it's main never gonna sorry be you were going to keep talking like, i don't want to cut you off i was going to say that i think the phase five and we'll talk a little bit about what's coming is going to be more cohesive which i think audiences will like because it'll build up to what they're doing with you know the kang dynasty and you know secret uh wars. yeah uh avenger secret wars um and so i think well people will enjoy that a little bit more in the way that they started enjoying like what happened with the infinity stone saga but i think it'll lose something you know uh the feature and the bug of phase four was very much like we could explore the stuff and we didn't have to tie everything together but it pissed off a lot of people because it didn't tie everything together yeah Let's talk about these villains. We already started talking about them. They're very complex. Oh, well said. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, they were full of villains that both on paper and 
sometimes in real life, the motivations really made them more complex than the typical try to take over the world. Like Christian Bale hates gods and <laughs> is always trying to kill them. I'm going to get you gods. Yeah, what do you mean about the real life? I just mean that many of these characters were sort of set up to be like the next Killmonger and instead most audience walked out, what were they fucking trying to do? Who gives what a were, shit? What was her name? You know, you yeah. had, there what was, was Agatha was more power play. You had Wanda obviously trying to save her kids. Mandarin, Namor, Najma and the Clandestine, Gore, Carly and the Flag Smasher, Sylvie, Icarus. None of these people. These are all band names from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> None of these people showed up with world domination in mind necessarily. Many of them had maybe actual objectives that then kind of fell into. I got to. You don't think Icarus is plan involves world domination. I just mean it was built into his system, <laughs> right? He, was, he, he was, can't dominate a world if it's ripped in half. You know, he wasn't, but he was built according to his programming. It's not like he was there to want to rule it. He was you, simply you following like, the orders Agatha of the system. Agatha has some points that yeah. she needs I, to bring I mean, up wouldn't you if you if your mom strapped you to a tree and then tried to zap your powers out? Well, hold if on. it's Catherine Hahn, <laughs> sure. It's because she was doing things that were wrong. Talk about happy endings with your mom. Like, they, she was doing things wrong that were according to witches. That'd be like if you were raised by serial killers and you broke one hey, of their quit, rules. Quit stop killing people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's yeah? What's the rule of serial killer yeah. that you broke? I don't know. They're witches and they broke. No broke eating them. at the dinner table. Well, it's- I don't want to say this, but they're very much better than you know Kaiselius Brent from fucking Doctor Strange. I so. agree. Yeah, I know. So what, well, a lot of these were like anti-heroes, though, on some level. Or I agree. They, they you, could all be converted. You sympathize for them a little bit, right? You Na- Namor was obviously my favorite. Namor is fantastic. They like that. I wouldn't even categorize him as a villain because I think we're beyond that as a like he's a thirst as trap. a people. But don't as you a think, people, don't you think Caecilius would be really interesting versus no. Kang? <laughs> <laughs> you know Favorite. what I'm mad about? Can I just say, say, Gore should have been better. Yes. Oh, I'm oh, so pissed about oh, that. Oh. Because Thor- I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure. No, you need to calm down. Um, I'm sure oh, yeah, he calm gave a down. better performance. <laughs> it always comes the housewives down when you say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he gave a great performance, and I think there was a loss, a lot lost there, and I think we could have seen more like depth there. Since you, that's the one missed opportunity. I feel like since you opened Pandora's box here. Rewatching Which one was she in? Was that Shang Chi? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she in her box. Uh. Thor Love and Thunder, rewatching that, I was like, what is this garbage? Because I really enjoyed it the first time, but I think it was the screaming goats that I was thinking yeah. about. And then <laughs> after after rewatching it when like the novelty of the screaming goats wore off, it is it is literally Taika Watiti's Oceans Twelve. Mm. It is we're like, oh yeah, you know, I'll just bring the game back together. We'll mm-hmm. do kind of what we did Oceans Eleven, but you know, we'll have a little bit more of an improv y free form feel to it you and it Julia cre- Roberts cameo does as Julia Roberts <laughs> Julia Roberts Julia Roberts as she Julia was Roberts. at the God place she's like hey everybody it's me Julia you Roberts. work on commission right <laughs> um I am so irritated for a movie that I was so looking forward to mm-hmm. and what a disappointment it was yeah. on so many levels I don't think I could rewatch them because I did really enjoy it and I know everyone has been shitting on it and I like it's, it's deservedly it's a, shitted on it's a tough rewatch yeah and I think the CGI is really working against it sometimes. Well, that was one of the bigger problems of the Phase 4 in general is that they were overworking VFX studios. They really were. They did some very The real villain for this phase was slow down a little bit and just let's get that CGI right and also get the story correct. Let's not pump out as much material. Let's not be as fast about this. Yeah. I think... Especially you, Makari. Slow down, Makari. It's... 
COVID didn't help anything. Makari didn't help anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's I just I I think they just need to slow down and try to think about their movies a little bit more. And I th- yeah. I feel like that's the note they're taking in the yeah. future. But yeah, who do you think was the best villain in Phase Four? That's a fucking superlative, you dumb slut. Wait no. your turn. <laughs> Wait your fucking turn. <laughs> Wait, why don't we just do one and then we can save the rest? All right, for later. we'll save it for the superlatives. But who's the best villain? You got no. We do it now. He who oh. remains. Ah. I think Jonathan Majors just did a great job being campy and ridiculous and also tying the series very neatly together. I I think but menacing too. if you I mean, I hate when people, you know, what's it called? Exposit. Mm-hmm. But that was the most interesting exposition. So I've good. That was my show favorite part of Loki. Because it, re- it requires you and the characters to either take a side and believe him or not. Uh, which didn't make it just uh, exposition. It was exposition with an action tied to it at the end. It was very video game. I feel like that's how usually video games do their endings, where it's like, here's a bunch of information. Now choose which one. It was was basically like the ending of Bioshock. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. You get to choose now. Uh, I would definitely put him there as well, but I was still um, impressed with making Icarus the villain. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that was a good swerve uh, because um, whenever there was the... Traitor in Eternals is usually Druig. Let's face it; it's not Icarus, and they've made you know uh, the Superman character like uh, not villainous in that kind of mustache twirling sort of mm-hmm. way, but somebody, as you said, Adam, following his programming, like, look, look, I'm supposed to do this. I'm gonna have to kill billions to save trillions, and they made him a good villain. Not not the best one, but I think I liked Agatha the most. I was just gonna say, she <laughs> oh, had, she learned she, her own theme it, song. Yeah, it's. it's that someone you don't expect just because the the sheer personality behind it it's it just it felt nice and wonderful like how sparky too <laughs> <laughs> they so good that she got her own series i'm sorry guys what other villain got a fucking series from like i think she did the best honestly mm. i mean i'll go with namor i know he's not really the villain but he was in the movie and i think what i okay, liked about it is it was still a very like line. That delicious, delicious penis line. Um, no, definitely like a dip in the water of like war is bad and everybody loses. Oh, I see what you did. But there. I did really appreciate. I didn't even think about that. But I really appreciate that. Um, it was just interesting. Like it was the first time that there was so much also interaction with the villain on screen. Because I think what Phase Three really suffered from, and many Marvels do, Marvel movies do. And um, Ragnarok's a perfect example of this is the buildup of both forces on either side. So yeah. n- none of the characters interact. There's just constant build yeah. and build and everyone gets their little time zones and then they all come back together. It's one of the reasons why I love Infinity War, because it's just literally a constant attack and barrage of everything happening. Correct. And so that was what kind of forever was a good example where there was like they would break up and they'd have conversations. But like there's so much content where Shuri and Namor are talking and I love it. So. Yeah. I think it's a really he's built into the movie, which that's I think why you like the first Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange and Cecilius <laughs> are constantly interacting with each other. Uh, <laughs> listeners, uh, some context here: uh, Brent's a dumb bitch with terrible taste. Brent is to Cecilius as Jimmy Lee Curtis is <laughs> to, to Cecilius. <laughs> that's that yogurt that makes you poop, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. As to, as no one is to yeah. uh, So, kind of taking out of the content for a second, we've got uh, you know, like I said before, we've gotten special presentations, we've gotten TV shows on top. <laughs> full-length movies is this are these formats working do we like them more or less what do we want i think that special presentations are going to be the future of any television stuff that they do 
Um, the TV shows, I think, work, and they are going to find out which ones work better than others when they try a, a sequel. WandaVision is probably not going to be their best, most representative example of that. And if they do anything, I'd be willing to bet they did a special presentation of the Vision, whatever. Yeah, that um, actually would work better. But that people want to have like a very easily consumable, self-contained thing that they don't have to wait for. Um, yeah. And Marvel can pay as much money as they want to. So if it's 40 minutes long or an hour and 10 minutes, they're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Special presentation. <laughs> it's not a movie. Uh, rewatching all this stuff. I, I agree with everything Brent said and what Ryan said. Um, rewatching all of this, the TV shows worked a lot better for me than the movies did. And it's because, uh, you know, the source material, their comics are serialized. Uh, and... With six episodes, eight episodes, nine episodes, you have the ability to really take your time to tell that story versus a two, two and a half hour movie that gets condensed. The movies that worked the best, I thought, were Eternals, Wakanda Forever, Spider-Man No Way Home. The ones that kind of like fell, you know, by the wayside that didn't work, Thor Love and Thunder. Multiverse of Madness doesn't hold up, Oof, unfortunately. Yeah. Disagree. Uh, it never held up to begin. It didn't start. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it the first time, and I was like, I was kind of over the Sam Raimi of it all. So you're well, you're right, Brent. Sorry. Um, and the ones in the middle, like like a Black Widow, which was better than I remembered it to be, but it's still like, like I want them to get away from this. I would like them to go more into TV series. So like, eventually, when X Men come in and like Phase Seven, Eight, Nine, whatever, mm. like movies, fine. Definitely do them as series. Definitely do them as special presentations. Give us that opportunity to really like delve into these characters. And ground this character. Don't just yes. fucking throw them off a helicarrier. Right. Uh, <laughs> we also got Anna. Oh save, save the helicarrier. Yeah. We also got animation. So we got what if? Do we? I mean, obviously we're gonna get X Men '97. That's coming up. I'm not really within the MCU, but certainly connected. Do we want more what if? Do we want real animated Why properties not? based on? The- MCU. <laughs> what do you guys think? You're pitching a new series. Boy. Yeah, why? Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> um, Disney has been told over the years through like Star Wars and other stuff that your content's terrible, your movies are garbage, your TV is garbage. But that's your just you anim- at them. You're yeah, that's me. <laughs> you're just screaming outside. <laughs> that's, of that's, that's, your real, that's your real housewives <laughs> intro. I was like, Siri, can you yell at uh, <laughs> Disney, please? Yeah. Uh, but your movies are garbage. Your TV is garbage. You are garbage. But but they've been told because uh, their animation was perceived as some of the better Star Wars over the last couple of years. They're like, why don't we just do that with Marvel as well? Yeah. And I don't think it panned out well in their favor because they had good movie and some TV show content. So what if really is a mixed bag? It's a best. real mixed bag. Yeah. I think if it, it just continues on it, it kind of floats out whenever and they don't try to make it so canonized as with the rest of the stuff, I think it would work. But their animation stuff needs to only be condensed to a separate sort of thing. The reason why separate. What if is harder to do um is there's less content for them to do diverging stuff. Whereas in the comics, like, you know, the first what if series was late seventies and the eighties. The second one was in the like nineties hmm. and then they did like more stuff. But at that point the Marvel Universe that had existed for decades. So you could like mine a lot of like major events. You know, for the first season of What If, it's really phases one through three. And then they're doing some wacky shit. It's like, what if like Hank Pym got mad that like, you know, uh, uh, what's his daughter's name? Uh, Hope Janet. Hope Van Dyne. Oh, Hope Van Dyne died on a mission for shit. Like, what? What? When did this happen? I like, fucking w- loved that. I mean, <laughs> there was like it, it I turned. 
it turned out okay. But it doesn't fit, yeah. But I was like, wait, like, what if it's supposed to be these divergent things? Because the first episode sets Twist. it up where, like, yeah. you know, Sharon Carter goes into, or Peggy Carter, excuse me, goes into, uh, you know, gets the super, the super ser- soldier serum. Like, yeah, that makes sense. And it was actually a fine, well-done episode. And then when it got, like, nuttier and nuttier, I'm like, this isn't really what if to me anymore. This is just some multiversal bullshit. That's I, what they should call it. Multiversal <laughs> bullshit, yeah. I say bring that stuff on. If, if There's going to be tons of characters that we never really get great characterization for uh, in the movies or TV shows. If you've got two episodes to do a short little story arc with some rando that everyone loves, I say throw them out there. Cosmo goes to the mall or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Cosmo gets neutered. Or Spade. Cosmo's, oh a, Cosmo's a girl. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Uh, we've also got, you know, you already mentioned Raimi's descent into horribleness. <laughs> and Horror. Horribleness. Uh, Joe's uh, Oscar baiting with the Eternals. You know, obviously we were kind of branching out, not from genre, almost just like design style and execution style. Uh, are we looking to see more of this? Do we want to see more of the worlds of Marvel? Do we like the Marvel, har- you know, style? Like, what would you like? Um,. I what did you think as far as the first the, the this Doctor Strange was supposed to be like the first horror style right for uh, for well EMC. and I was already always upset because I wanted I think it's Scott Derrickson the original director to be a part of it but then I rewatched uh, Sinister with you and <laughs> I realized yeah. you should never make a movie again <laughs> but uh, no I think that I do think there's still there's two it's like two in between I think because Ramy I mean Ramy's movie was Ramy's movie and like what you see is what you get and. It. I would like to see more. I'd like to see them pick better directors because I. I liked Eternal specifically because of Chloe Zhao's yeah. phenomenal approach. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. So you know, my. I would like to see more of it, and then you know, I'd love to see. I actually don't have enough favorite directors these days because I'm like, who would Quentin Tarantino let him do? Uh, I don't know. Woman's feet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I still would love to see Edgar Wright do something love in the MCU. That, yes. Like, yeah. I sad that we didn't get his Ant Man, but like, I mean, thinking about Phase Five, I don't know. If there's any. I mean, James Gunn obviously come back right. to Guardians Three, uh, but like, rest of them are not directors that I'm. Sure or, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure they're competent, but they're not. I don't know what their style is compared to like some more famous. Do folks. you think Marvel liked what happened with Multiverse of Madness? Do you think they they're like, well, it, it, we did it. We we went down a specific path, and we like it. Do you think their takeaway is that it was good because it made pretty good money? Yeah, I don't think it did bad. It was like four. I to think five fan times reaction is split, cost. but well, uh, I think all of it. Do you was, think that's a win or a loss? To I them? think. Everything in Phase Four is like it's pretty good. It was like it was like a B minus for them because none of the movies broke a billion, from what I understand. Just fo- Sp- surprisingly, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man did. Spider Man was good. Uh, like yeah, Spider Man was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I thought internationally Shang Chi did, but maybe oh. not. Okay. And uh, Wakanda Forever did some good records as well. But right but, to yeah. your yeah, point, either way, that don't they cause the uproarious kind of movement they would have got they got during Phase there, Three? It's, it's uh, you know, somebody described this to me for, uh, you know, years ago when you've been in an institution or done something for a long time, you end up plateauing. And phase four for a lot of people was a plateau. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't have the highs, it didn't have the lows. Uh, and so people are like, yeah, OK, it's another Marvel movie. Oh, it's that time of year again. Right. You know, oh, not time of year to get another show. And yeah. it's it's it's, you know, you you uh, familiarity familiarity is like what uh, is breeds what contempt. breeds contempt or however you say it. That's very hot. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it, are they uncut or yeah. what are they doing? Yeah. So hot. Uh, but is, is like when you have so much of it and you don't, you know, meet it out, I think in a reasonable way, I think people the get really MCUs upset. MCUs to movies as drag races to television. Wow. Girl, <laughs> correct. No, too, especially during COVID where we got like a new season every two months. It is. So it's not appointment television anymore. Appointment movie watching basically. When yeah. COVID hit, just before that, we were a bit oversaturated, I think, emotionally uh, with all the content we had seen. Then, because of COVID, we got nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you guys feel you are on the amount of MCU content that is just out there in this phase? If we weren't doing this podcast, I would say inject it into my veins because we have to keep up with everything and then cover <laughs> stuff. I'd like it to find a good medium of a TV show and a movie once a quarter. <laughs> well, there's only three movies yeah. this year versus four. And then I think there's only three shows. You bitch. So which might work. <laughs> well, then sign me the fuck up. You bitch. goddamn bitch. Yeah. You goddamn bitch with your accurate portrayal of <laughs> when content comes out. Um, How dare I be right? Uh... Yeah. yeah, I'm just checking. Yep, this that checks out. Uh, <laughs> Vish had his theories. Resident, resident uh, expert Re- on researcher. the phase five. Yeah. All right, do you guys want to play a game? Yeah, sure. Always. It's called multi. I like ice cream. <laughs> I should have called it. I like ice cream. Favorite song, Agatha. Uh, Agatha yeah, Long. Stop, stop or it! Ice stop cream. it! <laughs> All right, we got multiversal war or or multiversal debate club. Undecided title. <laughs> Cool. All right. The multiverse is in disarray. The MCU is incorrectly six one. In, incorrect. <laughs> the multiverse <laughs> is in disarray. The MCU is incorrectly called 616. There's a robot named Kevin. And Miss Marvel isn't the highest rated Disney Plus show. So a lot of decisions have been made. And some are better and some are worse. I'm going to list characteristics of phase four. And I want you to know which iteration or which one of this was the best. All right. So some powers changed from the comics. Uh, Miss Marvel doesn't stretch; she crystallizes. Mm-hmm. Ned has instant magic. I know he's he was sure. hobgoblin or I something. Really did pick that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sylvie is a bad lady, Loki, and Icarus is a bad boy in general. Which of those do you think you liked the best, as far as an adaptation goes? Uh, Miss Marvel was uh, the easiest transition because at the end she basically kind of had her same powers. Like she and Biggin, mm, yeah, she yeah. kind of did the same stuff. So I was like, <laughs> so, it's so cop bad. out because she was still the same at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one didn't bother me at all. Um, I, I mentioned this already. I think the <laughs> I thought you were like bothered by the other three. Yeah. Oh, I stay up. <laughs> He's I, hot and bothered. I, I mean, I was bothered by Ned. I mean, is it? Uh, the net stuff was dumb. In I hate retros- that he just figured it out silly. with his with his fingers. Yeah, uh, I think the Icarus stuff worked best, and I mentioned I that before. Uh, like it was a good swerve to have him be the villain, and again having a very rational reason why he was the villain. It cracks the eternal. I mean, doesn't feel like they're going to be picked up for quite some time, but I think it cracks the eternal nut wide open because it would have been really boring to have him be the main focus, as we usually see in the Eternals comics when we read them. Yeah. All right, we also got some uh, more music in our universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, which oh, I didn't know what, this was a topic. Sorry. What was the best original <laughs> song? Agatha All Along, We Like Ice Cream, or the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, Song About oh, Santa. Jesus. Oh, my God. Well, not the third. Agatha. And not the second. Question. So the first, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's We Like Ice Cream. All right. <laughs> the holidays get more screen time. 
Which was the most holiday moment? Kate Bishop skating at and destroying... Say the, it right. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop skating at and destroying the tree of Rockefeller Center. Jack Russell celebrates gay Halloween by being shirtless, hairy, and having a terrible costume. <laughs> or Wanda and Viz celebrating Heart Day. Ugh. Uh, I say uh, I write in Spider-Man swinging around the tree at the end of that movie and then learning how to do that, learning how to sew through the magic of Christmas. Yeah. The magic of sewing, (laughs) the magic of. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, Of the ones you put, I think Kate Bishop with the Rockefeller Center tree that worked best for Mama, me. Mama, I watched Hawkeye over Christmas. So good. And it was good. It's it, so good. It, it holds up. Mood. Yeah, well, totally. And conversely, I think I would go with Werewolf by Night because I think it's the best of those kind of properties and I think it really will be a good, fun, like Halloween viewing every year. I it's, agree. It's such an authentically done, one. like old throwback. Yeah. Uh, there are a bunch of kids. Which would you put up for adoption first? <laughs> Billy and Tommy, love. Done. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah Bradley, uh, T'Challa's son T'Challa, or Toussaint, uh, Scar, America Chavez, or Sprite, a.k.a. Peter Pan? Uh, Sprite, because fuck that dumb bitch. I hate Sprite so much. I'm a Scar. Yeah. That motherfucker doesn't even open his mouth, and he looks dumb as <laughs> The worst haircut I've ever seen. No, it's that the- haircut is Gen Z, baby. Oh, so my God. What did you guys think about the introduction of the kids in general? Uh, Every movie having to have forced. someone. Name them forced. all right now, just so I have a good memory. I of just them. named them. Oh, all. just those? There was a lot more. Name them it. then. <laughs> I, th- I actually thought, I yeah, I'm trying to think of who what was the worst. I'd probably say Kid Loki. Love was exhausting. <laughs> no, Kid Loki actually worked because he was just like a random character for the moment. But yeah. like, Love just felt very unnecessary. There was tact. Why do you hate Love? It's tacked on in a way that makes it like, oh. Because I don't have Thunder, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the movie's called Love and Thunder. Oh, uh, now I get it. Yeah. yeah. No, that, I feel like that's the weakest one to me because she's also not in the movie. At least the other ones generally have like character, like seeing Billy and Tommy as annoying as <laughs> The they do, they do stuff. Yeah, it works. They're cute. The kid. They're and, great in the show. Actually. Well, right. And Billy in real life is obviously a great actor. Like you know, love all the stuff that he's doing to fight back events, homophobia and shit like that. So yeah. kudos to that kid. But right, it's just it's we've you talked about Billy. it on the podcast. But it's like very overdone. It's exhausting. Friend of the pod, Billy. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're also just Billy. Okay, so, because we're just getting further and further away from like having. And again, that's where it's like, are we aging out of this? The the that's why I'm kind of like pro TV show because I'm like, with the movies, we are going to be aging out of the market sooner or later. We already are. Like, we're yeah. not target demographics for anything. For sure. So the universe got bigger, but not as big as some people wanted. Here are some predicted characters. Who's got the fattest ass? <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's got the fattest ass? Uh, here are some predicted characters that never came to pass. Which ones do you think are the most missed for you? Mm. Mephisto, Aim. Beta Ray Bill or the Fox X-Men? Uh, Beta know? Ray Bill. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. I uh, Yeah, no. Uh, sorry. I was going to say Fantastic Four for some reason in my head. <laughs> so, because that was supposed to be that. You thought we were going to get that big surprise in Doctor Strange, I just realized. But yeah. um, I think AIM was kind of a miss. I would have, as much as like it worked out for WandaVision, I was kind of sad to not have a more like megomaniacal, like Hydra... It's fun to have those giant organizations. organizations. Sword didn't work yeah. for you. Eh. Mephisto, because he's 
been theorized that coming for so long. Yeah. Like, just just have him show up and immediately die. He's in the background. Like that. that would be like, great. Oh, hey, hey, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And then he just continues walking just stabs yeah. him to death. Yeah. <laughs> With his own pitchfork. Yeah. <laughs> So we didn't get the full Fox or Sony universe in the MCU, but we did get some welcome crossover action from the Netflix Daredevil series. What's the best part of multiversal Daredevil? Is it that Charlie Cox was kept and that Daredevil is in this universe at all? Done. Next one. Is it? <laughs> yes. Is it the original yellow and red costume or is it Daredevil's raw sexual energy? Yes. The third one. All the above, but yeah, definitely the right. The yellow and red worked better. It's an ugly better. ass costume. It's an ugly ass costume. It worked better for me than I thought, but it's also not great. Yellow and red. <laughs> yeah, it's yellow and red. It's a like mustard and ketchup. A real tinta burner, if you <laughs> So we're not without organizations and uh, rulers. We saw several different pantheons of powerful beings. Which one pissed you off the most? Was it the, the timekeepers, the ancient Egyptian gods, the Celestials, or the Greek pantheon, and a bunch of non-committal characters. All the fucking the pan, every pantheon, the Egyptians and the Greeks. Fuck them. Fuck them. Egyptians I, were the worst. Greek or might the, be the, worse. The, those were okay. the 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 gods itself were really annoying because they had so many fun things that they could do Easter eggs with, and they just chose not yeah. to. Yeah. There's not a lot of like uh, I, people aren't begging for more Egyptian gods to be in things, I think. And just like generic <laughs> gods. What message boards have you been on? I'm, I'm in, a lot. I love it. Okay, more, You're on an Egyptian god Reddit like I am every <laughs> yeah. day. Uh, all right, two more questions. Which name do you prefer for this game? A, Multiversal War, or B, Multiversal Debate Club? Uh, I think this is Multiversal Multiple Choice. I don't know who submitted Debate Club, but I love Multiversal, multi-diversal Debate Club. <laughs> debate Club. No answer. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Then, Ryan, last question for you. Is it, in fact, Morbin time? <laughs> Good. Yes, it is. All right. Let's do some superlatives. Superlatives. We already did villain, so we've got a couple of other fun ones. Uh, well, we'll do we'll do best and worst. We'll do them fast, though, so kind of keep them like top of mind. Fast no no need justification. Just give us like a quick hit, and we laugh enough, then we'll want to hear more. So who right. is the best hero from Phase 4? Miss Marvel. That's a really good choice. Yeah, uh, that are, I'm guessing new, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, is it new? Aquafina. It's whatever the fuck Aquafina, which is a, a new character that doesn't exist. Was She's Katie in the DC uh, Universe, Aquafina. <laughs> Aqua. Yeah. Uh, I'd say uh, Loki. I would, I'm going with America Chavez. I'm actually really excited to see that character. You thought more. she was good? That's fun. I think she's like cute. I think she's like, exciting. I don't know. She she adds a lot of value to Doctor Strange, <laughs> to Multiverse Madness. Yeah. Uh, what about who is the worst hero? Ooh. Aquafina. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the worst hero. Uh, oh, no. uh, Moon Knight for me. The whole uh, thing didn't work. I really? think it's Shang Chi. Is... I think it's Shang Chi. Wow. I know. Thor. And I can say it. <laughs> what? Jesus. Thor. You Thor was also quite bad. Thor. If I can, if I'm just considering this movie, yeah. it is not a great development of that character not at all there wasn't there wasn't a lot there that i think could have been done with with him yeah that's a great all right zeus what about (laughs) action sequence not black widow i mean (laughs) the last yeah let's all just agree that was probably the worst yeah i think Uh, we can all agree maybe don't fall for as long in the future mcu uh i'd say the one the most emotional one was from uh spider-man no way home is when MJ falls and uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man catches her that. and like because that's that's it's a good action scene that has a purpose and it has a really good cathartic moment. Um, 
I would say the best action scene for me is Black Panther and Namor. Mm. That was more oh, raw. That was, that really was more fight. raw than on I the island. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was more good. raw than I ever thought it was going to be. That's a great fight. I probably picked the bus scene in Shang Chi. Very cool. good. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm with you, Kalen. I like that. The action sequence the best. Uh, then we got romance. Ooh, uh oh. Fastest than his husband. That's oh, a really good answer. Ugh. Well, you don't like gay people, Ryan? I hate them. Um, you know, you, you said ro- you said rela- romantic relationship yeah. or rom- romance relationship. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, romance. I think Drax and uh, what's her face actually? Mantis. Mantis. Yeah. You know, wait, it was romantic. They can have like it could be it's, like a protonic baby, romance. It's a will they won't they? I think it's gonna happen at I some point. I hope they won't they. Well, they're probably not okay. gonna happen with Dave Batista wanting to be a real. Well, <laughs> well all their heads are gonna actor. explode in Guardians I, of the Galaxy. I didn't galaxy, think the relationship uh, in Moon Knight was actually that bad. I, no, I agree. I there was actually a lot of char- yeah. charisma those two had. Yeah, it's because Oscar Isaac is very easy. On yeah. the I I'll actually, even though we hated, the, well, I didn't really like, didn't like the movie, but I will give it to Thor and Jane Foster because I did actually really appreciate their ups and downs over Love and Thunder. Their yeah, relationship was, was dumb as fuck. And that's that was, my least favorite. But that was a fun montage. They're just like. They have cute chemistry, and the fact that they, Natalie they Portman were like, came back and like, was actually fun. Let me do this scene real fun. quick. I got to put on another terrible wig. I'll <laughs> that say, I fucking hate the, the one that w- that was least convincing. That was uh, Loki and Sylvie. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah. They that, had the no chem- chemistry. They had the chemistry of all the green screens they were acting on. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They the chemistry of my lit class. There's no chemistry uh, whatsoever in that my class. Clit class. What about my cl- my cl- class? <laughs> what the fuck? What about Act Three slash like last episode slash last fifteen minutes? If you're thinking of a special uh, best of that, I think Loki. And Eternals are my top two of like last episode, third acts. I would agree with that. Other thoughts? <laughs> she Hulk had a tough third <laughs> yes. portion. That was I, tough. I think because so much, there's like a few good episodes at the beginning and then it kind of got rocky. And then maybe I just don't love meta stuff enough for it to be very satisfying that you you had all these loose ends that you just pretend like you tied up. It only worked for me in the sense that it, I love Marvel taking the piss out of itself to be aware enough to be like, our third acts fucking suck. Yeah, it's definitely they wrote themselves in the they corner. They made it worse though. Yeah, it's it, fair. It, it doesn't it, mean it was better. I just like they call it. I out. mean, it's a it's a writer's trick of like, well, I've written myself in this corner, and now I got to like meta. It was terrible. Um, I will give a runner up to Ms. Marvel, which shouldn't have worked because of the power of love. Endings are terrible, but. I thought it like it still gets to me emotionally. I was gonna say that was one of my worst ones. It, I did not like that. It last just episode. like just the way that they came like to support Kamala, uh, like just made me so happy. That's fair. Uh, I give a positive one for the uh, what if finale, the third act, that because uh, you didn't really feel like these. You felt like these are disparate stories. Only oh, that was the watcher. that was good. Then they're tied together, and then everyone becomes necessary. Also, when you start over the top to begin with, and you're just like, going. and you grounded somewhat. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about rewatch? Rewatch. What boosted itself? Probably uh, Loki is high up there. Miss um, Marvel is high up there. Visions high up there. Wanda Very Vision. much so. Hawkeye's a high up there. Yes. I'll, a see, lot the of those TV shows. Series, yeah. T- but TV. Eternals also is high up there yeah. from a movie perspective. I definitely would agree that that was probably my favorite rewatch because I was like, yeah. I already knew I thought I liked it, but I was sort of like, I can see the seams or the bad pieces, and I was like, wait, I really like it. Uh, yeah. Worst rewatch. Falcon Love and the Thunder. Winter Soldier. Uh, really? Falcon Winter Soldier is, is rough. It's terrible. The narrative doesn't work, but the character bits are still there. Nope. And also, it's nope. the introduction of I fucking Valentina. Valentina's great. U.S. agent, they do a decent amount to build him up, and then they 
it just fucking sucks. The power broker shit doesn't work at Mm. all. It's just all the stuff that I was excited by, like, oh, God, they got Madripoor, blah, blah, blah. Like, all the novelty wore off, and I got to see, like, how just kind of mid it was. Worst rewatch, though, is, like, hard because... Doctor uh, Thor. Because... Some rewatches. <laughs> no, it's very easy. I, it's Thor. <laughs> some rewatches. If I rewatch it, I am getting actively angry, and there is something that's like at least Turns entertaining about that. Yeah. yeah, it makes you feel something. <laughs> no, I agree. It makes you feel something, even if you're making fun of it at this point. Yeah, like, yeah that's fair. Uh, what about most consequential to the MCU? I'd say Loki is the most consequential. That's probably the right answer. Crack that no, multiverse also, wide open. The holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> It's if you count within the Kevin Bacon is a very important. Obviously, WandaVision is the most consequential because it creates multiverse, but multiverse, I think, will have more repercussions for later. Yeah, that's probably right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll throw in also Eternals has probably a pretty consequential. No. Uh, well, because it had Dane Whitman and Blade at the end, and Pip the Troll. <laughs> yeah, you think that's Adam, important. Yeah, and Adam Warlock. Not Adam Warlock. What's his face? Star Fox. Yeah. We'll just do best for this one instead of worrying about worst, because we already talked about what we hated the most. But we talked a lot about the ones we loved. What was your favorite property from Phase Four? Property? Yeah, like mine's Wandavision. Oh, okay. Um, my favorite, I guess, thing property is uh the Spider Man movie. It's so good. It is very it's good. Got, it's so much more than I thought it was ever going to be. Yeah. That's uh, point. I got to give it to Ms. Marvel. I'm still, to Brent's point, impressed that they did a show about partition. Um, and, like, they got the South Asian experience so right. Like, the mom making, like, the tiffin of, like, all the food for the friend, you know, uh, for Bruno and just like giving it to him. It's like, how did you do that so fast? Like, beta, I have my ways. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, it's yeah. like, oh my God, that actress, I love her so much. I just, like, the, like, the supporting cast is so good in that show. And like, the superhero stuff is just fine, yeah. but like, it gets exactly who that character is, is supposed to be. It's so well done. I think the best is Miss Marvel. The one I like the most is Loki. Mm-hmm. I recognize there are faults in it and there's problems, but I love timey wimey stuff. And so. I'm just going to default. Well, a divided house cannot stand, so this podcast is over. WandaVision was mine, I would say. I think if I had to pick movie, it would be Spider-Man for sure. But I think that's, I think I like that we had four different answers. Yeah. But we all agree with those answers. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, it's all high quality. It's a matter of what you kind of got out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happens next? Yeah, guys, let's, let's okay, so okay. we have a lot of loose threads. They're everywhere. Just look at Caleb's right outfit. See a doctor um, <laughs> damn, we both made the same stupid joke at each other. Mine was better. So as quick speed round, where do you think these characters will show up? And what would you like them to do? First up, Brent, where do you think Hercules will show up? Uh, Hercules is going to show up in Behind four, you. <laughs> four, five, if that's going to happen. Okay. There's no four? No. Time travel. <laughs> Adam, where do you think Moon Knight's alter ego, Jake Lockley, the one that we were introduced at the tail end of this series, will show up? I was like, hopefully in the non-existent season of Moon Knight season two. So you two. don't want to see another one. I think, it. no, I think, I imagine they'll pull Moon Knight into the supernatural side, so I would hope that maybe we see him via Blade or like something as they're building out Dane Whitman's character, things like that. So I just the don't... supernatural thing. Yeah, exactly. I like, uh, I like how you say Jake Lockley, because it sounds like you've got like marbles in your mouth, as opposed to Invisalign. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kaylin, where do you think She-Hulk will show up? In season two of her own show. I don't think she's going to get one. <gasps> Next up, oh. <laughs> Dean Whitman, uh, also known as Black Knight. Where Dane do you Whitman. Th- oh, what did I Dean? say? Dean! 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 I, I actually didn't write his name, so that, that was on me. And I, 
It wasn't actually. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Adam, sentence? where do you think Dane is going to show up? I think probably Eternals <laughs> Forever. Like Eternals Forever. Yeah, you know, I I really don't know where the anyway. fuck these characters Blade? are going to come back. Not through. Blade. Not. No, Super. I'm saying definitely in Blade, but like, I don't know where these pieces are going to come based on how they're. I want all those dark characters. I want the like the Moon Knight, the the Blade. I want the Werewolf Dane Whitman to be like. Werewolf by Night. I want them all to have like really, really different dark stories, mm-hmm. and then have to interact with like a fun-loving character like Ant Man or Spider Man or something uh, for the contrast. Wait, It'll be Min. I mean, if they're not going to make a Midnight Suns movie there or a TV show or something, they're fucking stupid because that'll make bank. Yeah. Kalen, where do you think Kamala Khan will show up after Marvel? The Marvels. Marvels. Oh, that's tough. I think it'll be some kind of a Young Avengers or Champions type property. Mm. Cool. Um, uh, Brent, what do you think about White Vision? <laughs> we just call him Vision. <laughs> Where do you think he could show up? I think we've why? talked about it enough. Okay. And I've said my specific opinion enough. So if the <laughs> listener doesn't respect me to understand where I stand on this issue, uh-huh. then I don't respect the listener. Okay. Uh, but Adam, to answer the question. That escalated <laughs> very quickly. That's going to be a special presentation. Gotcha. Um, and Adam, what about Darcy? From all the Thor movies. Pretty much in every... I feel like they know she's like easy fit to kind of thread through and still be the human she character. So it's pretty easy. Perfect, Maybe Secret yeah. Invasion. Along with... Yeah, the, certainly. I mean, that's where we're going to see Power Broker as well. Along with um, Lou. After all of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and this is a question for all of you guys, after they all explode and die <laughs> in the most recent movie that's going to come out, where do you think the remaining Guardians of the Galaxy will show up? Because they're not all going to die, so they have to go somewhere. Where do you think they could actually? Uh, I would say Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Okay. I think they start cosmic hiring stuff. out characters to be more Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. We get Cosmic Ghost Rider. I, I would love. <laughs> I would love Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's great. Yeah, that's like the first thing they haven't done that I'd love to. I mean, Avengers kind of did it, but they were mostly just adding people to the original six. Like, I'd love to see them continue a property name while literally changing some of the cast. Well, they're gonna do a little bit of that, I think, in the third one because they have the ring next of us just alone and that like cast right. of Guardians from the second movie. Do you think the uh, the cosmic side of it? Do you think that could turn into the Eternals and some of like they're sort of the protectors of the universe at some point? Do you like that? Yeah, I like uh, that. Possibly. I mean, if you have Star Fox and Pip, like, why not like have them team up with you know with the Guardians? Yeah, there if they're so gonna many have Pip, why not plans. anything? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It, anything goes. It is funny though with them slowing down, like on these obviously what's coming out. Like, it's a little bit concerning because it is going to be like these characters may not come back for like X number of years, and by the time they do, the actors will be older. <laughs> like, how do you yeah. kind of keep the yeah potentially? Well, uh, that's what I like, like about the MCU is like they age them, like in real time. They can't write them forever, but yes, they real. I mean, yeah. And also, by the way, did you guys realize we are now in the year of five years after the blip? Oh, because that was twenty twenty three, and now that we're in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Oh my god, it, I am feeling the trauma. Yeah. Um. Okay. So obviously, we have a bunch of stuff coming out. We have at least six movies and five TV shows coming out. Um. And 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 the Wasp: Quantum Mania is coming out first in February. Um, what are your predictions for the future? We could go broad terms, go very specific for no fucking reason. What do you guys think? What would be fun that you would like to see? Anyone? I I'm mainly hoping that to your point earlier, Kalen, that they these movies because now they've done a lot of like settling in of the characters and and bits and and motivations. 
that we don't have every movie just advancing plot because I think even with Quantumania, even with the preview that I'm seeing, I'm like, I don't really care about what Ant-Man, Scott Lang's story is and his family's story is. Like, I'm just sort of like, I am there to see what happens with Kang, but I worry that the entire movie will be just a device to move the plot forward because I don't really fully understand, like, what am I supposed to really care about? What are they going to take away as a character journey for these people? Whereas in Phase 4, I feel like I did that a lot, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I want them to continue the, um, you know, exploration of the different aspects or different corners of the MCU or the the multiverse, really. Uh, but adding a level of cohesion that we didn't see in Phase 4. So, like, we start seeing... All right, now it's building towards something. Not everything has to fit necessarily, like they do in the comics, but you got to give us something that, like, we're trained to like uh, to have it culminate somewhere. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that. If you introduce a theme like, what is it like to have half of the population return and then deal with resources and jobs and governance, and it's confined to one property? and not mentioned really anywhere else, then you've done a bad job. And I think that what I want is for them to not lose threads and to make sure that other people are experiencing issues and actually dealing with them rather than the loose way that we've talked about you know, this whole episode, that yeah. there's actually some more thought put into, hey, if we're going to be thinking about you know, the crisis, whatever X crisis, let's make sure our movies and our TV shows hammer home whatever we have to say about it. Yeah. It would be knowing that Captain America currently is called New World Order, which I still find so fucking weird because New World Order was the name of one of the episodes from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I've never really thought about it until now that I, I hope that they bring that piece back because even though Falcon and Winter Soldier failed a little bit at that conversation, it really was the one that most gravely tried to deal with yeah. what was happening and why and how does that affect the actual like global yeah. population. You know who we didn't mention as a villain? Zemo. He was good. He's an anti-hero now. No. Yeah. They'll all be anti-heroes by the end of Phase 5. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Any last thoughts? Um, Is there any secret projects that you, th- that you think are just going to pop out randomly? Secret Invasion. <laughs> I am so fucking excited. Me too. That's going to be I great. Am. And we don't hear a lot about it, which is only going to be good. Yeah. Because it already came out and it was a different show, <gasps> but it shape-shifted. It's it's <laughs> Um, and I, I think Deadpool will be an interesting pop because it'll really be like, how will they maintain the fourth wall breaking, bringing him in from, you know, the yeah. Sony universe. And, and the first rated R correct. Uh, part of the MCU. I so. can't wait for their first porno. I think it's going to be a spe- <laughs> special. Pre- what would you pre- call their porno? Sex special Man. presentation porno. Lost <laughs> and Thunder. All right. Um, Sex Men 98. <laughs> Pulling the cable. 69. X-Men 69. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's been our extra issue on all the themes and business of Phase 4. You can check out our regular episodes, which come out every Friday. We and also if you want to share your trauma, you can tweet at Homo Superior X. Yeah. You can find us. <laughs> that fell can, flat. You can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. We've been Homo Superior, your home for trauma. Bye, little homo. Bye. Bye. See you at Phase 5.